as an exercise professional, as a coach, as a parent, a teacher, somebody who shares with people that exercise is an awesome thing, I'm sure you have uh, seen lots of fascinating, interesting, uh, perhaps even dangerous exercises. I'm sure that you've heard people talk about exercise and thought to yourself, ah, that's not going to be good for somebody. But then what do we say? If you are an exercise professional and you really want to help people to be healthy, fit and strong, if you're a coach and you really want your athletes to get the best performance out of their sport, if you are a person who's sharing information about how to be healthy, fit and strong, we're going to see a lot of stuff, we're going to hear a lot of stuff, but what do we say and how do we say it? And is it possible that if we preach at people, if we tell people what to do, if we scream at people, don't do that, it's bad for you, that that might not work? So if you really want to make a difference, if you really want your information to go into somebody's life and help them literally to be healthier, fitter, stronger, to be a better sports person, to have better quality of life, to live longer, stronger, I love that expression, live longer, stronger, what do you need to say? And is it possible that uh, we shouldn't say anything until we find out what the person thinks? So for example, if somebody says to you, could you please help me lose weight? Or do you know the best ways to lose weight? If you are an exercise professional, you may want to say straight away, of course I can help you with that. And bang, we start talking. The challenge with start talking with information is we don't know enough about that person. We actually don't even know yet why they asked us the question. So that could that be a great place to start? If somebody says to you, how do I lose weight? How do I get fitter? How do I get stronger? What should I eat? How should I exercise? All questions. Could it be a great question to ask? Why did you ask me that question? And uh, just because I've been on the planet for a very long time and I've been an exercise professional for a very long time and lived in many countries as an exercise professional and always ask the question, why did you ask me that question? It's, uh, it was originally surprising to me, but now not surprising at all, that most people are not asking a question. Is that possible? Is it possible that people uh, asked a question because they just wanted permission to speak? They wanted to talk to you about how you should exercise or how you should eat or what they're doing, and they want to talk to you. But they don't just come up to you and say, hey, Roe, I want to tell you about my eating plan, or hey, Roe, I want to tell you about how I exercise. They ask a question, Rowie, what do you think about this diet? What do you think about this exercise program? What do you think about the way I'm exercising or the way I'm eating? And just because I've made so many mistakes and made a fool of myself so many times and, and just thought, why did I do that? Perhaps learn from my mistakes. And the biggest mistake I've ever made is to not ask that question. When somebody asks a question, could it be a really good idea to reverse it and say, great question, why did you ask me that question? And then you might find out what the person, uh, first of all, whether or not it's even a question, and usually it isn't, it's just permission to speak, which is great, because then you learn more about the person, and isn't that important? If you actually want to help somebody to be healthy, fit, strong, be a high-performing uh, uh, human being with great quality of life, don't we need to find out more about the person so we know exactly what they want? So, if they're talking, we can find out more. If it is actually a question, is it possible that by asking, why did you ask me that question, that you will find out more about why that particular thing is important to them? So you might have thought, oh, they're asking me how to lose weight, so off you go and you start talking, but you don't know enough about that person to be able to deliver information. So the first part of being a 
an exercise professional, a coach, a professional person for that matter, who can uh, communicate superbly. I love that. How do I become a superb communicator? Uh, And I'll just share, this is a really personal thing. I used to think I was pretty bloody good at it, just ask me. Uh, And I had an owner of a health club where I was the manager and he uh, had been living on the planet for many more years than I had. I think I was about 20 at the time. And he might have been 60, maybe even 70. And he said to me, Rowie, I'm going to send you to a listening workshop, a listening seminar. I'm going to send you to learn how to listen. And I thought that was just ridiculous. Of course I know how to listen. (laughs) Uh, I didn't uh, ask anything about why he wanted to send me to a listening workshop, to a listening education program. And it was for two weeks not two days, not two hours, it was for two weeks. And if I had to wrap up that entire two weeks, which of course changed my life because uh, I went into that program, uh, (laughs) I didn't care what I saw, I didn't care what I heard and I didn't care what came out of my mouth. I was just oblivious. I was a passionate young woman uh, who just wanted to tell the world about my passion and because of that, I was offending people, I was hurting people's feelings, I was uh, upsetting people who had convictions and beliefs of their own. And he, of course, being an older person, could see that I had the passion and I had the drive and the enthusiasm, but I didn't have the education and training. So the program taught me very uh, beautifully and specifically that uh, listening isn't about me, uh, it's about the other person. Superb communication isn't about me, it's about the other person. So first of all, who do I have to become to be the person who's a living, breathing example of whatever it is that I want the world to to know about me, which as an exercise professional, could that be pretty important? Is it possible that what we say is not that important? If people are watching what we do and they're listening to what we say, uh, should we be living all of that? So I can scream at somebody that's really important to eat this way and exercise this way, but what if I'm not living that way? And I always ask, (laughs) this is a little bit cheeky on my part, and I wouldn't recommend that you ask these questions of another person, but I always ask these questions of myself uh, because I have a lot of people who, to this day, even though I've been an exercise professional for 40 years, I still have people who come to me and uh, very aggressively preach at me about what I should be doing. They tell me what to do without knowing anything about me. So it's about, Roll, you should eat this way, and Roll, you should exercise this way, and you shouldn't be eating that, and you must eat this, and you must exercise this way. And when people do that to me, I always ask myself this question. I don't ask them anymore because it would be rude and disrespectful. But I ask myself, I wonder if they're doing what they're preaching I wonder if they have a stack of energy. I wonder if they're performing at their best. I wonder if they love what they see in the mirror. And I'm wondering if they get the, they're getting the results that they want from their eating and exercise plan long term. Not, I lost 30 kilos and put 30 kilos back on again. Not, I got fit and then six months later I was unfit. Not, I got really strong and did a powerlifting competition and then six months later I'm, I'm weak and unfit and, and uh, put on weight again. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... 
I wonder if this person that's preaching at me actually lives and breathes what they're preaching. So do they have a stack of energy? I think we deserve that from our eating and exercise plan. Do they perform at their best at everything they do? I think we deserve that from our eating and exercise plan. Do they love what they see in the mirror? Now, I might not like the way they look and they might not like the way I look. What, I'm, what I would love for everybody is that when you stand naked in front of your mirror, what you see, you don't have to close your eyes. You really love every part of your body stark naked with the lights on. And then whatever eating and exercise plan you're on, that you're getting those results long-term, 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 long-term. And I always repeat this over and over. It's like a broken record. Don't we all want great quality of life to be strong for long? Fabulous at 40, fantastic at 50, sexy at 60, sensational at 70, awesome at 80, never give up at 90, and happy and healthy at 100 plus. Isn't that what we deserve from our life, from our eating and exercise plan, so that we can have that quality, a life quality that gives us everything we need to do all the things that we want to do? So there's my uh, really important observation if I'm going to be preaching at people about something, which I hope uh, it's something I've learned not to do, <laughs> what I believe and what my convictions and beliefs are are actually irrelevant. As long as they're working for me and as long as I can say I have a stack of energy, I'm performing at my best, I love what I see in my mirror and I'm getting the results that I want from my eating and exercise plan, that's the only important part. The next part is what does the other person want? What do they believe? If they've come to me for advice, can they look at my life and say, well, she's not just talking rubbish. She actually lives what she, what she, what she, I'm hesitating on this because I'm not the person that tells people anymore. I, I used to, and it used to get me into a lot of trouble. What I do now is ask people, what do you want and what's important to you? What, is the, what are the goals that you want to achieve from your reading and exercise plan? So when it comes to speaking, could it be more important to speak about the other person? And that was the big learning curve from my listening course. Isn't that interesting? That it's about listening to what other people have got to say. And most of the time, having lived now on the planet for a very long time, and I'm at the other end, I'm the old lady that's 60 and there's people now who are going, well, I know everything and I'm, I, 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 don't want to, I don't even want to give them advice. All I want to ask is this. If you really want to make a difference, if you really want to help people to be healthy, fit and strong, if you really want to make sure that people have great quality of life from their eating and exercise plan, could it be better or could it work more effectively if you build a relationship with that person? If you find out all about them, what they like, what they don't like, what they believe in, what's important to them, what do they want to achieve, why do they want to achieve it, where exactly on their body or in their life do they want to achieve it, what's the exact day, date and time they want to achieve it, uh, are they on track or off track, do they need a little bit of help or do they need a lot of help? Uh, what do they actually want? And there's that beautiful question that I always ask now. If you are your own eating and exercise coach, if you were your own high performance eating and exercise coach, what advice would you give yourself? Rather than telling somebody what they're doing is wrong, rather than telling somebody what I'm going to tell them to do is right, let's find out about them. What do you think you should do? And even if you totally disagree with what they say, uh, if I tell them that, so I go, well, I think I've just seen what they're doing is stupid or they've just told me what they're doing. I think that's stupid. So I'm going to start preaching at them about what they should do. How on earth would that build a, a beautiful relationship with somebody where they would actually trust me and want to listen to what I've got to say? 
So that question, if you were your own high performance eating and exercise coach, what advice would you give yourself? Usually the advice is absolutely spot on. I've never asked somebody that question and have said to me, I think that I should eat lollies and chocolates and take away food and drink large amounts of alcohol and take drugs and don't do any exercise and have a really negative attitude and be dehydrated. Nobody has ever shared that with me. Most people are pretty spot on when it comes to being their own high performance eating and exercise coach. But let's say they're not. Let's say they're talking about stuff that you disagree with. What about instead of telling them what they're doing is wrong or they shouldn't do that or it's bad for them? And I always use this example. If somebody is a smoker and there's pretty much now no argument that smoking is not good for you. But if I go up to somebody and I say, don't smoke, it's bad for you. Uh, what if they're enjoying that cigarette right now? What if it's taking stress out of their life? What if it's the one part of their day that they really enjoy? And some smarty pants, blonde head person comes along and says, don't smoke, it's bad for you. Well, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to take, A, I don't want to tell anybody what to do. I remember being told what to do when I was a kid and I hated it. Uh, it made me want to do it even more. Have you noticed that? Particularly with kids. Uh, when I was told, don't do that, don't touch that, don't go there, don't look in there, that's made me even more curious and more interested to do it. So if you, if you tell somebody, don't do it, uh, is it likely that they could uh, either disagree with you, could have an argument? But the other interesting thing is about your own brain. We don't understand the word don't. The, the human brain doesn't compute. Uh, all it hears is, if you say don't eat that, all your brain hears is eat that, and then you focus on that. So one of the words perhaps as a superb communicator to remove out of your vocabulary is don't do that. Maybe it's more about what do you think you should do? What do you think would be good for you? What do you believe? What do you have convictions about? What's important to you rather than don't do that, it's bad for you. Uh, is it possible that we could break relationships down pretty quickly if we tell people what not to do? Uh, if somebody says something that you don't agree with, and you really want to help them, so you really think that what you've got to say is better than what they're telling you, instead of telling them what to do and preaching at them, what about this beautiful question? And notice what happens to my voice, intonation, to the speed of my conversation, and to the, and the voice level, which it goes a little bit like this. If there was a better, safer, quicker way to get the results that you want from your eating and exercise plan, is that something that you'd like to chat about? I'll share that again. Somebody tells you something you totally disagree with, you think it's going to hurt them or be bad for them, or they're going to put on weight or whatever it is, that you, and you think it's totally wrong, and you really want to help them get it totally right. If there was a safer, quicker, better way to get the results that you want, is that something you'd like to chat about? Now, there's two parts to that. The first part is you have to know what they want first. And just knowing that somebody wants to lose weight is not enough. The second part of that is they might not want to know what you've got to say. And wouldn't it be good to find out? Have you ever wasted a lot of time preaching, teaching and telling somebody what to do only to realize that they're never going to change their mind? There's that great quote, a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. There are just some people who are always going to smoke or they're always going to take drugs or they're always going to eat the food that you think is bad because they like it. So why would you waste your time? Literally, there's only 24 hours in a day. You're a personal exercise coach. You're a professional person giving advice. Why would you give advice to people that don't want your advice? So why not ask? If there was quicker, safer, better way to get the results that you want, 
is that something you'd like to chat about? And if the answer is no, which it may well be. And I've asked that question so many times where people have said to me, no, I don't want your advice. I've got a naturopath. I've got a doctor that I talk to. I've got a nutritionist. My uh, netball coach has given us everyone on the team a great diet. I don't need you to talk to me about my food. I love the way I'm eating and it's working for me. And of course, I would then at some stage, depending on the relationship, because I can't I can't ask even great questions if I don't have a relationship with somebody. If I've annoyed somebody or frustrated them or made them angry, it doesn't matter even what questions I ask. They're just going to get more annoyed with me. So very quietly, without any frustration in my voice, without any, any uh, trying to make somebody feel bad, if somebody shares with me that they have an eating plan or an exercise plan that I might not agree with and I really think that I can help them, And I've changed my mind on all of that now because I absolutely passionately believe that if somebody wants to do something, then that's completely up to them. But if you really think that you can change somebody's mind, then how about ask the question, if there was a better, safer, quicker way to get the results that you want, is that something that you'd like to chat about? And if they say no, then leave it alone. But next week when you see them for exercise or next week when they come to your boot camp or next week when they walk into your health club or your gym or your personal training studio... It might be a beautiful conversation that goes like you share with me that your footy coach has given you a great eating plan. How's it working for you? Do you have a stack of energy? Are you performing at your best? Do you love what you see in the mirror? And are you getting the results that you want? Four beautiful questions which cover everything. Because I'll ask again, should we be able to demand from our eating and exercise plan that we have a stack of energy to do all the things that we want to do, we can perform at our best, we love what we see in the mirror, and we're getting the results that we want from our eating and exercise plan. And if I've got a relationship with somebody, and if if I keep building a stronger relationship because I'm genuinely interested, I ask about them, I know about their family, I know about their kids, I know what their pets' names are, I know what excites them, I know what their short-term, medium-term and long-term goals are, and I keep building on that relationship, is it possible that even... Even if I think their eating plan is wrong, if I tell them it's wrong, it's going to break the relationship down. If I keep being genuinely interested in their eating, and I'm now talking as an exercise professional because if somebody's coming to me as an exercise professional, I'm going to focus on their exercise. Often we, and now as in this late part of my career, I don't talk about food at all because I want people to enjoy their food. I don't want to take away pleasure from food. I want people to eat the way they want to eat. And as I often share, if I've built a relationship with somebody, if they're exercising effectively, if they're getting really fit and if they're getting really strong and they're seeing changes on their body, it's really interesting to watch them change their eating patterns all by themselves. And because there's so much argument about food, carnivore, vegan, vegetarian, eat once a day, eat five times a day. Uh, You should be, it doesn't matter what you eat as long as you're eating at a certain time of the day versus you've got to count calories. There's so much argument about food. I don't want to get into the argument. I just want to build great relationships with people. So they want to keep coming back to me, keep chatting to me, keep sharing with me so that we can build a healthy, fit, strong lifestyle together for that person. And I always use these three words, that is personalized and customized and tailored to suit their lifestyle. So instead of telling people what to do, instead of screaming at people, don't do that, it's bad for you. And I'm sharing that again a little bit sarcastically because I've seen people do that. I've seen personal trainers yell at people about not to eat that, it's bad for you. 
I've heard nutritionists talk to my clients because I've been in the office with them and the nutritionist or the dietitian has said, can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have. And I know because I've got a relationship with that person that that nutritionist has just told them that they can't have all of their favorite foods. And I don't know what you're like, but if somebody tells me that I can't eat any of my favorite foods and, and ever again, uh, it doesn't put me in the happiest headspace. And I'll, I'll use this as a really important thing to consider. If I'm not in a happy headspace, if I'm stressed, if I feel guilty, if I feel frustrated or annoyed, what happens to the chemical response in my body? And that's the understanding of the endocrine system that I think as exercise professionals, we really need to study more about what happens to hormones, the endocrine system. Cortisol epinephrine, adrenaline, stress drugs cause our blood pressure to go up, our resting heart rate to go up, our blood sugar levels and our cholesterol levels all up, which means that puts us in a state of dis-ease, which is awesome if we're going to be sprinting or fighting or lifting heavy or putting our body under intense high, high intense activity to disperse those epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, bring blood pressure back down, bring heart rate back down, blood sugar levels are now low because it might, the, the sugar that came into my bloodstream to give me energy to exercise, I've now burnt it off. So my blood sugar levels are again even and my cholesterol levels are even because I've used my blood fats because I've exercised. If I haven't exercised because I've eaten something I feel guilty about and then I just keep eating more, if I'm lying on the couch feeling depressed and anxious and angry because I don't look the way I'd like to look, if somebody's told me I have to eat a certain way and then I'm not eating that way so I feel guilty, they're all the things that cause dis-ease, stress and dis-ease. I don't want to do that to anybody. How about you? So rather than telling people what to do, even if we see evil, even if we see a bad exercise or a bad eating plan, even if we hear people talking about how you should and shouldn't eat, even if we want to tell people you shouldn't do that, could it be a really good idea to ask more questions, find out more about the person? The next really interesting thing, please, to consider is when you are in a health club, when you're in a personal training studio, when you're at a boot camp, when you're in the park, and you are an exercise professional and you see people doing something that you think might hurt them. So they're doing what you might think to be a dangerous exercise or a waste of time exercise or an exercise that could injure that person. So many times I've seen exercise people, and I wouldn't call them professionals, race up to somebody on the gym floor and say, don't do that, it's going to hurt you, or that's a bad exercise, or you shouldn't do that. Do we know yet why that person is doing that exercise? It could be their absolute favorite exercise, and they're never going to listen to you, especially not now that you've yelled at them. And I know that because I've seen it happen so many times on gym floors where the instructor or the personal trainer has yelled at somebody and as when the personal trainer's walked away, the person's gone, oh, idiot, and, and just gone back to doing the same exercise. I don't want to hurt people either. When I see people doing an exercise that's going to waste their time or hurt their joint or is a risk to them short-term or long-term, I want to stop that from happening too. That little sound on my, um, on my tiles in my kitchen is my little doggy and Brutus is now 20 years of age and every time I hear that noise I get excited because he's got long-term quality of life which is what I want for everybody. So if somebody's doing a dangerous exercise and they're going to hurt themselves, they're not going to have long-term quality of life. But if I yell and scream at them, if I make them feel stupid, if I, if I come across as a, as a tyrant, uh, I'm not going to build a relationship with them. So here's a little system that might be helpful. Is it possible that if I tell somebody they're awesome versus they're an idiot, 
uh, I could build a better relationship with them. So how about compliments and praise? How about congratulations, you're at the gym? How often do you come? Uh, somebody comes to the gym three or four times a week. Wow, most people don't come ever, and you're here three or four times a week. Uh, how many exercises do you do? How many times do you do them? Wow, you're obviously committed and dedicated to your exercise. Now, don't use it as a, as a, uh, you know, that sickly sweet uh, when you're trying to compliment somebody you don't mean it. I'm talking about being genuinely happy that somebody wants to exercise. Why don't we ask them what their goals are instead of telling them that's a bad exercise? So how come you're doing this exercise? What's the outcome you want to get from this exercise? What's the outcome you want to get from your exercise program? And why is that? And where would you like to do that? And when would you like to do that? And how will you feel if you do it? And how will you feel if you don't? Are you on track or off track? As your own high-performance exercise coach, is this the exercise that you've chosen? Yes. If I was your high-performance exercise coach, is there anything that you'd want from me to... This is what I do. Is there? Do you have, have you ever have you ever had any questions about exercise? Very kindly and politely and humbly, without telling people what to do. Now, there's a couple of things that'll happen. The person will say, "Yes, I've picked this exercise because I believe it's right. Leave me alone. I like it. Great. Leave them alone. <laughs> Can't build a relationship with somebody if I've annoyed them or frustrated them or made them angry." The reverse of that is somebody says to you, know, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this exercise. Somebody gave it to me years ago. I read it in a magazine and I'm just doing it because I, I thought it was a good exercise. Why? What do you think? Still, rather than telling them what to do, how about we take them through the process together, which is what result do you want to get from this exercise? What muscles do you think you're using while you do it while you're doing this exercise? If there was a safer, quicker, better way to get the result that you want from this exercise or from a different exercise, is this something you'd like to chat about? Notice it's a, is this something you would like to chat about? If there was a safer, better exercise or a safer, better way to do this exercise, is that something that you would like to know about, something you'd like to chat about? So I'm going to wrap all of that up. Two weeks at a, a, a education program on how to listen, which is lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen. You've got to ask the question first. So if somebody asks you a question, please use that beautiful response, which is a great question. Why did you ask me the question? Then lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language, and actively listen. When somebody says something to you, think about how can I reverse this so I'm not telling people what to do? How can I turn my statement into a question? And the beautiful thing about that particular brain function is since we were children, we've been taught that if somebody asks us a question, we should answer the question. Which is why when somebody says to you, can you please help me lose weight? How do I lose weight? Or can you please help me get fit? How do I do that? We want to answer the question. But as a professional, as somebody who's been trained as a professional, not just in exercise and food, but in communication of that information, would it be a really good idea to ask, why did you ask me that question? And lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen. Find out about the person. And even if you think what they're doing is wrong, and I think you'll be really surprised that most people know that they probably need to move a little bit more and eat a little bit less and eat a little bit more uh, food that's got high nutrition in it and eat a little bit less food that doesn't have any nutrition in it. And that's usually the advice that people give themselves. But even if you disagree with what they say, could it be a really nice way to build a relationship? If there was a safer quicker, more effective way to get the same result that you want, is that something you'd like to chat about?
But you can't even ask that question unless you've, you've found out specifically what the person wants and why they want it and where they want it and when they want it. And then the emotions of how will you feel if you get it and how will you feel if you don't get it. So I'm asking those beautiful questions because I've made so many stupid mistakes and annoyed so many people and I don't ever want to do that again. I see a lot of silly stuff and I hear a lot of silly stuff but I don't want to be the person that says a lot of silly stuff. How about you?